Jazzcast Pros. Are there mean girls in your circle? Are there people trying to pull you back and hold you down instead of uplift you? When you begin to practice radical self-care, the mean girl dies. There's no space for that type of treatment of others and treatment of self when you begin doing the kind of work that I'm talking about. It may be separating yourself from people that don't belong in your friend circle to begin with. Welcome to the Healthy Illness Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Kelly Marie, and Healthy Illness is the podcast where you can learn how to build healthier relationships while living with mental health conditions. Hey, like, subscribe, and share this podcast if you get something out of it. I know someone you know would get something out of it too. Leave a comment, let me know your thoughts, and hey, what direction you think healthy illness should go. I just spent some time, um, it being Women's History Month, was on a a panel discussion and uh, spent some time with some incredible women talking about relationships, being a woman, what that means in the workplace, in a corporate environment, how can we be better to and for each other. And uh, one of the questions that was posed was about being a mean girl, you know, being a woman in not just a corporate environment, but any work environment, even amongst friends, right? There's this mean girl persona, this this personality, um, this way of dealing with other women that tears women down and instead of uplifts them, right? If you've seen the Mean Girl movie, you know, it was a clicky group of, of young ladies and they did everything they could to make everyone's life miserable. So instead of working together in order to make their situation better, they did the exact opposite and uh, made everyone's life hell by being these mean girls. And so one of the responses from one of the panelists was, you know, to practice radical self-care. And I thought about radical self-care for a bit and what that means for me. And when it got to me, I I heard the other responses and I I did agree with what they were saying. And this need to be um, more relational, have better relationships and uh, professional capacities. And what did, you know, we think that the, the root of it was and how could we do better? That was generally the question. And so, you know, my response was, self-care, you know, taking that that theme of radical self-care, what self-care really is. And for too long, I personally have agreed that, first of all, so self-care, it is what it is for you, right? And uh, what often comes up in conversations with people that don't have like a, a routine and may just be beginning their journey towards practicing self-care is, you know, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, getting a pedicure, that kind of stuff. And you can put that in your self-care bucket for a short while, right? I'll give you that. But listen, to be honest, that's hygiene. That is hygiene, and I, I would love for us to get to the place where self-care really is about digging deep, right? Everybody has issues. Everybody on the face of the planet. No one does not have issues. And so 
Because of that, we have these workplace dynamics, these relationship dynamics, friendship dynamics, because everyone has issues. And so um, my true response is this radical self-care that my colleague talked about. Taking that surface level off, and that's just general maintenance stuff, like getting your hair done, getting your nails done, getting your pedicure, sure, it feels great, but so does a hot shower, right? But that's not self-care. That's hygiene. So if we put um, haircuts and and that kind of stuff in the hygiene category, self-care is really about digging deep and righting the wrongs, the the internal things. I'm saying, okay, maybe not righting the wrongs, but um, righting the ship, you know, making strides towards those issues that we deal with that make us act like mean girls. So, you know, abandonment. Why is that something that you live with? Why is self-esteem, low self-esteem an issue, right? Self-care is about addressing those things, right? So we all have things in that category to address because again, we all have issues. Some of us are overachievers. Some of us are not at all. Um, some of us believe in success at any cost and, and others do not. But it, it's all rooted in our upbringing and our experiences and what we learned and how we learn how to act and be in these relational experiences. And so if we take the time to dive deep and practice this radical self-care, which is, again, it's doing the hard work, we won't have mean girls. If everyone is working on healing from their childhood traumas, child, and maybe it wasn't trauma, right, but childhood issues, teen issues, relationship issues with parents, you know, you were hugged too much or not hugged enough. You were over-disciplined or not disciplined at all. You had no resources and there was a scarcity mindset or there was an abundance of resources. And so you, you know, think the opposite way. At the end of the day, it is this kind of radical self-care of doing the hard work. And it may be going to therapy. It may not. It may be pouring yourself out into a journal. It may not. It may be separating yourself from people that don't belong in your friend circle to begin with, right? Like, are there mean girls in your circle? Are there people trying to pull you back and hold you down instead of uplift you? You know, we often want to bring people along with us as we grow, but everybody is not supposed to be with us. Everyone is not supposed to be on the journey. And so many of us, I do it. I mean, I am guilty of it. Put people in roles and boxes that they don't belong. And when we put people in the wrong place, they end up affecting our lives in ways that they should not. And so a part of that radical self-care is evaluating your relationships. Are people in the right positions in your life? Are you trying to bring people along with you that don't belong with you? Taking a reflective look at who we are, who you are as a person really means taking a look at you and those folks around you. How do we continue to grow and be and become 
when we are constantly being not supported in the ways that one should be and not being supported by those folks that are in the wrong positions. If someone should be in another car, but hey, you got them in your car and they're in the back seat. They're they're on the wrong journey. And so they can't help you get to where you need to be because they're in the wrong car. I hope this is resonating with you and, and helping you a little bit. Self-care is about, yes, self, right? But also who we allow in our circle, in our realm, in our space, in our sphere, and where those folks sit in our space, who are we giving voice to? Who are we allowing to speak into our lives? Who are we seeking advice from? You might be seeking advice from somebody that wishes you harm. You might be seeking advice from someone that you think cares about you, but they don't. And that's a problem. So how do you go about putting people in the right place? How do you go about this radical self-care, this assessment of your circle? A part of it is understanding who you are, and your purpose, your your journey, right? Like, where are you? Who are you to be and supposed to go? And so one of the things that um, one of my mentors shared with me early on was to wear people loosely. To wear someone loosely means it, like a garment, right? I could take this shirt off. It may be my favorite shirt. I may like to wear it every single day. But at the end of the day, I can take this shirt off and never wear it again right? It is understanding where someone should be and what place they should occupy. Do you have a best friend? Is that person supportive? Is that person there for you? Does that person tell you the hard stuff? Do they tell you the things you don't want to hear? And not cutting you down, right? Because there are people that will tell you what you don't want to hear and they may be right, but they're doing it not from a place of love, but from a place of envy or spite or jealousy, right? And so making sure that the folks around you are actually for you. Relationships are reciprocal, right? There's give and there's take. You don't want to be in a position it's not healthy to be in a position where you're always giving and not receiving because you're continually pouring and not being poured into. Now, you may have relationships where your role is to pour into someone, but that role and you pouring into that person cannot be at a uh, deficit or detriment to you. You still have to be poured into in order to pour out into someone else. And those relationships tend to not be long-term, right? You're not generally in a long-term relationship where you're always pouring out into a person. Now, I'm not talking about kids, but that's a whole other topic because once they are adults, listen, their business is their business. They may come to you because they need help with something, but you cannot control their lives as adults, like our job is to raise them to be adults, to do that their own thing. And so we take on, um, and I'm going off on a tangent, but we take on a lot of things that are not our responsibility to take on. Uh, one, because we want to help. We want to be helpful to people. But is it a part of what you're really supposed to be doing? Uh, one of the things that I had to learn recently was I have to do as much for myself and for my business that I do for other people in their work, in their business. I've been pouring out a lot and not pouring out into the things that are mine. And it takes some time to, to really step back 
and question how much energy I'm putting into other people's things. And so I made a promise to myself to not put more into other people's things than I am putting into my own. That means I'm going to be saying no more often. It means that I'm going to be more mindful of the time I spend on other people's projects and on other people, period, and how much time I'm spending with myself, how much time I'm spending on my projects. There's a lot of things that I would love to do, and I find myself because I'm a helper, and I want people to be be well and do well, and I want them to succeed. I find myself in a place where I do have to check me and that's okay because I know that that is a character trait that I have and I need to do better and am working on doing better at pouring into myself as much as I pour into others. Greetings, everyone. My name is Ra. Yes, I am the host of Father Torch. I would like to take this time to invite you in my discussions on very, very important topics of being a black and brown father in today's society. Being a parent, the other parent, we face trials and tribulations too. We have worries, we have feelings. Here at Father Torch, we promote the advocacy of being the dad you wish you had. Join me at fathertorch.com. And so when we think about this mean girl character trait, when you begin to practice radical self-care, the mean girl dies. There's no space for that type of treatment of others and treatment of self when you begin doing the kind of work that I'm talking about. One, you begin surrounding yourself with more like-minded people that are more focused. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. On holistic being, and I'm not talking about like eating and that kind of stuff. There are some mean girls that are vegans, right? Mean girl yogis. Like it, just because you're healthy doesn't mean that you're a nice person or a good person or a kind person. So and I'm talking about that. What I am saying is when you begin to do the self-care, when you begin to put people in the proper place, when you begin to evaluate the type of extracurricular activities you have, um, the groups you're in, the uh, and these could be longstanding groups that you've been a part of for decades. If they're not fulfilling, if they're not pouring into you, if they are not a part of your purpose, it's okay to step away. We get caught up in commitments and and wanting to be people of our word, wanting to be people of integrity, but it is okay to say no. It is okay to readjust. It is okay to let people walk away, right? You don't have to hold on to people, nor should we, right? Hold on to people that don't want to be in our lives, but we may do that 
because of the other issues that we have. Um, if you go back to the episode, the first one of the year with Dr. East, and we talked about emotional addiction, sometimes we get into these cycles where we end up with the same person over and over again, even though they have different names, different social security numbers, different addresses, they don't look the same, but they are the same person on the inside because we haven't done the self-work that's needed in order to address that, that underlying issue. And so it's totally okay and necessary for us to do the work. It is not easy, right? It is not always pretty. It is not fun, but it's necessary. And that is where and why I make the distinction between getting our nails and hair done as hygiene and doing this work that's much deeper, because that's easy. You sit in a chair and someone else actually does the work. But what work are you doing on you? Now, if you know you are working on setting time aside for yourself and your way of fulfilling that is by getting your hair done or getting your nails done or a pedicure or whatever, it's not the act, right? It, that is still hygiene, but you're setting time aside for you. That is self-care. How you use it is something totally different. So I hope you see that distinction between the self-care piece and hygiene, between doing the work and some of the superficial things that we've been attaching to this title of self-care. You know, and so men going to the barbershop, it's not the act of getting the haircut, right? That's therapeutic, that's self-care. It's the conversation. It's, you know, having that barber as a therapist who is hopefully giving good advice, um, who's listening, who's helping that person work through their issues in that time that they're together in the chair, right? So it's not going to the shop. It's not the act of getting a haircut, but it's the connection that those two people have and the ability that uh, they have to work through things. And so I want us to be more mindful, more careful, when we're we're using the word self care, um, it's becoming trendy, and it really isn't. It's a necessity, and it is not always fun. It usually, I'm not going to say it usually isn't fun because there are things that that you will take great joy in that fall into a self care category. But all in all, it's about doing the work. And so I encourage you to find ways to practice self-care. That is you doing the work. You doing the work of being radically transparent to yourself about your needs, about your weaknesses, about places where work needs to be done. I've said it before, we're not responsible for the things that were done to us as children or the the environment in which we were raised. We're very much responsible for the healing and the correction that needs to take place so that we are better people. We can't say, well, that's just how I was raised or that's how we did things when I was growing up. If it's wrong, it's wrong and you need to do the work to change. Taking ownership actually changes the thought process. Taking ownership, knowing and saying and articulating and speaking that thing that you are responsible for your actions changes how you act and react. It moves you out of this self, uh, this, this autopilot mode 
and begins this self-accountability process. So a lot of things there, a lot of things there. Um, but all in all, being able to understand why self-care matters, why it's important that self-care isn't selfish and what self-care is not. So self-care is not a haircut. Self-care is, is not a, a manicure. Self-care may be setting time aside for yourself. Self-care may be saying no or saying yes, but it is it is us digging deeper. It's us doing the things that fix the broken pieces. There are plenty of people with laid hair that are messed up. So self-care is not getting a haircut. Self-care is not going to the hairdresser. And so I encourage you to begin to do the work, to begin to identify ways that are self-care for you and that may differ between you know person to person and begin to do the work. Was that good? Did you get something out of that? I hope so. Um, you know, self-care is my jam. I love it. I'm always working on some part of me. And that is one of the ways in which I'm able to live a, a healthier life uh, with regard to my mental health conditions, because I, I'm taking the time to do the work. Hey, if you like this episode, check out Getting Real with Bossy, where we chat about what it's like to be a woman business owner. You'll hear interviews with women who are doing what it takes to succeed and the reality of what that looks like. We cover all the topics, figuring out the rules and regulations, navigating business partnerships, even if that's your spouse, motherhood while running a business, working within your values, and all the ups and downs of being the boss. Are you ready to get real? Pop over to our podcast, Getting Real with Bossy. Fantastic. Girl, where have you been? I haven't seen you at work in a while. Girl, I quit and started my own business. Really? That's amazing. How did you do it? Well, I've been listening to this Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast, and it really helped me change my mindset from an employee to a CEO. All that from a podcast? Yes, the Beauty Boss Millionaire walks you through the process of starting a business and making your first million. I need that in my life. I need someone to help me. Just go to beautybossmillionaire.com or pull it up on your favorite podcast app. It's time to boss up. If this was good to you, if you are digging healthy illness podcast, if you like the work, if you want to support the work, I encourage you to do so. You can do that. There's a link uh, to actually PayPal. And I think uh, I'll talk to Jazz and we'll get Cash App and all that other stuff up too. So you can help support the work that Healthy Illness is doing to help people build healthier relationships while living with mental health conditions. So if you um, need someone to talk to, right, you can dial 988 on your phone. And no matter where you are in the continental U.S., 988 will connect you to the national um, crisis line. You don't have to be in crisis to call. But if you need someone to talk to, you can call 988. You can also text um, 741-741 because we're not always in a position to be able to make a phone call uh, when we need to talk to someone. So you can text 741-741. Both places, the text line and the phone line, are um, staffed with professionals that are able to 
talk to you and get you through whatever situation you're going through in the moment. So until the next time, I encourage you to be the light. You never know when someone is having their darkest day, you can be the light for them. That could be opening a door, holding an elevator, saying good morning, stopping and waiting for someone to respond when you say, hey, how are you? So many ways you can be the light. Hey, just by showing up, by listening, by being your best you. I am Kelly Marie. Please like, subscribe and share. Do all of the social media things. All right. Until the next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.